Welcome to the sidecast. Bum 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 didum. Yay! I'm Barbara. I'm from London, and I'm an art director. What kind of like two animals would you like to see as a hybrid? Ooh! And do they have to keep the same dimensions, or can they scale no, up? Oh god! Want. God, that's hard. It's good. Okay, it's got to be something from underwater. No, no, that's too much. That's too much. <laughs> now we want to know. Now we want to yeah, know yeah, what, yeah. It, what it was. <laughs> it was too much for you to handle, I think. Ooh, I love squids. So like, like a big, o- yeah, or like a duck ostrich. I think that's good. Here we go, a duck ostrich. They're both birds. <laughs> One's got like legs which are like suffering underwater. The other can't fly. Oh, that could it's be a cool. beautiful that, union, I think. That could be cool. Um, so tell us a little bit about your side project. You have a BFR magazine. Is that how you like say it? Because like, I was like, like BFR. Yeah. So BFR? I I have a fanzine called BFR Mag, and it's it's quite embarrassing because it's named after me, which is super embarrassing, Barbara Frankie Ryan. But I started it ten years ago when I was 15 and yeah I don't know if you want me to explain but yeah, yeah, go, yeah. Go, go with it like. sorry you said fanzine? fanzine fanzine so it's like a zine so it's short for magazine but it's normally a small independently printed publication normally like yeah done independently so whether printed at home or at the post office and then distributed locally so tell us a little bit more how you like so how it started when you were 15. Yeah, so I guess I was just like a frustrated teenager in my bedroom and I loved drawing and yeah, all my friends would always want to see my drawings and what I was writing. And then I didn't even know what a zine was. So I just started in my bedroom to cut my drawings up and make these little booklets, which was super nice. Well, not super nice because they were filled with like Oh my god, it's so embarrassing to read them now. It's like full of like teenage angst and like, oh, this song, it reminds me of so-and-so. But also lots of drawings and commentaries. Like I would get my friends to do things. Like and what? just to write words or do pictures. But yeah, it was great. I was doing small print runs in my bedroom of maybe, I don't know. 30 or so, an edition of 30, and I made them A6. So I went to a, at my school, we all had to wear school uniform and we all wore blazers. And then the reason I made it with that side was so everyone kind of put them in their pockets. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, and it, it became a bit of like a weird currency. People, because there were only 30 of them, people would pass them around the school. And then also, oh yeah, I was really into indie music. And you know the format of seven inch records. I would slip them in, so after work I'd go, not work, school. After school I'd go to the record store and I'd slip them in the sleeves. So that was super cool. So yeah, and then, yeah, I guess I was quite lucky. Both my parents are creative and they really liked what I was doing. They thought it was, I don't know, I guess quite a creative, sensible way of letting off your teenage steam, you know, and, um, yeah, they had a few friends who had shops and they were like, oh, will you sell Barbara's magazine? And yeah, then it rolled from there, I guess. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so it's quite odd. I've got all these. I wish I had some to show you here because they're back in London. So how but many have you, like, 
how many do you have? Oh like my god. What's the... So I have... How many do I have? The current issue I'm working on is 25. Issue 25. Which is quite cool because that's how old I am. It's like issue 25, 10 years. Cool. But yeah, it's evolved quite a bit from that. So yeah, I was making this zine and it was very like creative. And as I got older and a bit more sophisticated, it became a lot more graphic design led. And I was approaching people I met at gigs and friends who were older to contribute. And then when I got to art school, it suddenly stopped. I don't know why, like I felt it was really weird. I think I felt very self-conscious about it because it was this thing that I started when I was 15 years old in my bedroom and then, yeah, going to art school when everyone's a bit proper, I didn't want to be handing those out. So, yeah, I how stopped did you it. go back to it? Like yeah, so I stopped it for how many years? Three years or so. And then I had a period in Amsterdam after the Kennedys when I moved back to London for two months when I was in between jobs and I was feeling a bit down, a bit blue. And yeah, like all my friends were back in Amsterdam and, my, and I was back in my bedroom, like my 15 year old self, the bedroom I grew up in. And I was like, no, like, I want to make something again. And it was like, it sounds super cheesy, but it was this really weird moment of being like in my teenage bedroom, like, yeah, I'm going to do another one. And it's going to be like, it's going to be even better. And it's not going to like embarrassingly, it's named after me. But I'm like, it's not going to be about me. I just want to make it about collaborating with, with awesome people. So then I started, when was that? In 2015. And then I've done one, two, three, maybe five. Yeah, maybe five issues since. Every issue has a different topic. Yeah, so the last three have had topics. Mm -hmm. But before it was a lot more um, what's happening at the moment. I really like the idea of doing something that comes out every three months so it's less pages but very like off the moment and what people are talking about then but then I felt it felt a bit broad people were coming to me and they were like Barbara what should I do and I'm like oh you know whatever's on your mind whatever you're loving or hating and then I realized that it should be more focused mm -hmm. so yeah picking a theme and um, yeah I was talking to who was I talking to I was talking to an old school friend about this the other day, about mission statements. Mm -hmm. And like we were like chatting, she does a similar thing. And we were chatting about it. And she was like, yeah, so what's the one for the zine? What's the, the kind of mission for BFR? And we got to the point that basically is toilet reading. So like short articles that, you know, you can read in like, whether you're in the toilet for like five minutes or you're just like, in there for like 20 seconds just kind of light-hearted and funny and and I didn't realize that over the years I've whenever I go to like someone's house or like for a dinner party I'll always leave it in the toilet at people's house so it's like a bit of a testament for how many years I've been friends with someone as to how many they have so that kind of became a kind of secret motto there, yeah, it should be good enough to just have in the toilet, open on a random page, and yeah, something you want to revisit as well. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so <laughs> lighthearted. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, there's a lot of really excellent magazines at the moment, like uh, The Gentlewoman and Gourmet and MacGuffin. Like there are so many doing really like beautiful, serious niches. But yeah, I just 
want to do something that's a bit silly and stupid and not so precious about the format is um it doesn't have a spine it's stapled or hand sewn and yeah that's on purpose if i wanted to make a glossy 200 page thing i think i could without sounding arrogant but i like something a bit like when i was a teenager you know something between mates and you know if someone in the states buys one i want them to feel like they're one of my friends and i've left it in their toilet i i like that and i yeah there are a few other publications there's one called mush pit in london that does a kind of similar tone of voice but it's a bit high fashion high fashion style but very uh, cheeky and provocative and yeah a bit like having a sleepover with your friends but how do you decide on the topic yeah well i have a long list of maybe like 20 topics and some of them are really obvious ones like food of course that's something everyone has an opinion on and there are some that i'm like is that too niche or too serious like i'm obsessed with plastic and i'm like but is that too niche a topic to do the plastic issue but most often i really love having um positive and negatives within the same theme to have a broad spectrum so i think something that's broad enough and accessible so maybe you can explain a little bit cuz like now i'm trying to like figure out is it you that does all of the content or do you work on that with your friends it's a mixture so i do maybe i don't know 10% or 20% and then the rest is contributors but quite so and i do all the graphic design and production and layout sometimes i do illustrations so if a friend has written a piece i'll like make additional imagery but yeah i like the shift of helping people brainstorm and i guess it's a bit like with what you're doing when you see a friend's doing something really awesome and you want to you know give them a platform to do something or sometimes like in the food issue my friend ross he has like this instagram page what's it called It's called Springfield Cuisine and he like screenshots every time food is in the Simpsons. And sometimes like people have stuff already that's perfect and it's so nice to be able to be like to your friend, "Hey, I love what you do. Can I document it in print because people people love print. Like you can send it to your mum. Not everybody would choose probably print. So maybe there's like a reason why 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 you chose print. I'm not sure. I think yeah, it started off that way. In my bedroom that was a logical way I had a little laser printer it made sense and yeah as a graphic designer I'm attracted to it <laughs> distribution wise it's awesome and I love the notion of without sounding wanky I love the notion of a limited edition that there's only 200 of these in the world and they're numbered or when I get down to my last 10 I'm like oh sh- god who am I going to I need to keep some but what about in the future who am I going to give them to and Yeah, this I really like the idea of a fixed number of things. So I usually ask people this uh kind of in each episode. How do you manage work and having a side project? Like do you do you have some sort of recipe? Like how do you you know make time for it? Or does it kind of happen naturally or Yeah, it it's hard. And um The great thing about the zine is other people are involved. So all the stuff I do, I don't pay anyone. I'm asking favors and some of them are you know like great illustrators and when you get someone to make a bespoke artwork for you, you can't be like, "Oh hey, I'm four months late going to print." So that's really nice having 
when people do a great favor for me by contributing and making really lovely content to me it's like okay i need to keep my bit of the promise up and do that but it's hard i guess i've got a full-time job but yeah it comes in waves sometimes i'm really excited about the ideas thing getting the theme but then the bit i love is the production bit so when i'm you know, calling up the printer and testing everything. That excites me. But no, it's, it's pretty hard. I think fake deadlines are the key. When you're doing projects which involve people doing stuff for free, yeah, your timeline needs to be really big to compensate for the fact that, yeah, people juggle. But so no. Fake deadlines is like Yeah, and I think working with other people helps because when you're by yourself, also, I've got another friend who does a similar one. Uh, a similar zine and we both are always like how are you getting on when's the next one getting out like a bit of healthy competition mm -hmm. really helps I think okay. and also a friend to talk to who does similar stuff I guess it sometimes helps as well when you say it and like and then people are expecting it so you kind of like have to deliver as well oh totally yeah like that verbalizing it uh, I think with like this like <laughs> the same thing is like you told people you're doing this and now you're like well now I have to do this yeah <laughs> totally um, I added this question, um, and I don't know if like, this is a weird one because like I'm trying to figure out do people have this because right? I, I personally do have it, uh, but does it ever, does it ever happen that you kind of like have to overcome the fear of putting it out there into the world? Because uh, I think with like passion projects, I've noticed that they're very personal. So something personal is a bit harder to like put out there rather oh. than like, you know, sometimes work is like, it's like, it's a collaboration and like work is work. But once it's like a passion project, sometimes like I feel you, at least I have like a little bit of a struggle. How do you overcome them? Yeah, no, it's so true. I guess you're really vulnerable when, especially as a creative, you're vulnerable every day. But especially when it's something you've had no creative guidance on that you've just done from yourself. Of course, it's vulnerable. Like, as I was saying before, when I went to art school, I was totally self-conscious and paranoid about putting stuff out, especially, I guess, in my case, when it's, uh, you know, after your name, Jesus, terrifying. But for coming over it, for me, it's a really bad motto. But like my motto sometimes is just get it out and then do another one. So with the zine, because sometimes like some issues I've spent ages laboring and yeah there are some that I don't like but then I guess with publications there's always the next issue always like I'm always accused by my boyfriend of thinking two issues ahead but like that's the exciting thing you get the buzz of doing the last one and yeah I think don't fret because yeah especially in this case the, the medium I work in is disposable it's just folded paper and staples, you know. There's only 30 of them. That's the, that's the pro as well. I'm not doing a print run of 15,000, I think. If that was the case, it would be very different. And um, I'd have a lot more quality control and, you know, maybe more than one person checking for spelling mistakes. But, yeah, for me, it's just, just get it out. Okay. But, yeah, with other projects I have, it's a bit different. You know, it varies, and I think it's good to have different types of projects. Yeah, but I think for me as well, like it came like very early. Like I was 15 going to the record shop, putting zines in sleeves. Like who the hell does that? Like some kind of like psychotic teenager. <laughs> like, of course, 
I'm not afraid <laughs> of putting my work out there. But now as I'm older, yeah, it's different. You, yeah, you care what people think about your work. Yeah, I feel when you're a kid, it's always easier. It's always yeah. easier. It's like, you don't even think about these things. But that's what I love about like the punk spirit of zines. It's just like, yeah, get it out there. <laughs> Throw it away if you don't like it. That's a good attitude. Why are passion for passion projects important and maybe why they're important to your life and does that feed into your work as well and just, yeah just like why, why is this important why do you keep doing it yeah for me it's a real sanity thing I think if you work in creative when things are going well it's really great but when a project isn't going well yeah you need something to fall back on to let yourself out it's like say you have a boyfriend and you only hang out with him then you break up and you've got no friends it's like that, you need other things to, to keep you going. And also just to like, get a bit freaky. Like try new things out, I think. Yeah, sanity, and yeah, I think with the zine as well, because it's super nice putting something out in the world. I also use it a bit as a like self-promo newsletter thing. So actually this is super embarrassing. Like when I was a teenager, I would like sit at home and I'd get like Vogue magazine and Elle magazine and like look at the credits and like send them out in the post to people but it's so nice like I don't know like you go to a party and you've been sending these zines to someone for years and they're like oh Barbara sorry I never emailed you but thank you for the zines for the last six years and it's like it's like great cool thanks but yeah I think don't underestimate the fit the power of sending things in the post like people really appreciate it and I understand that everyone's very busy but yeah, it's a great way to get your foot in the door. Yeah, I think, and as well in your portfolio, like especially if you're a young creative, like to be able to leave something that's, yeah, you in a booklet is, yeah, it's better than a business card, right? Okay, um, why aren't you doing this full-time? That's a very good question. Yeah, I don't know, I, I love, yeah, I've been thinking about that quite a lot lately because yeah, my role is an art director, but I think what I really love is curating. I think I'm very good at, well, not very good. I enjoy putting people together who have certain skills and, yeah, being a bit of a matchmaker is something I really like. But no, it's something I've been considering more. Yeah, I guess when things are passion projects, it's hard to, yeah, when you're doing something in your bedroom or your studio or your home. Yeah, it's a shift, but I'd love to, for sure. But not under my name. I think the days of having things named after yourself is so uncool and, yeah. Like no, but it's funny, who is it? Elon Musk has named his new rocket, BFR, big fucking rocket. So I really want to do a collaboration with him. I'm like, because that's such a good brief, like design a magazine, yeah. Make a zine for the, is it five or three years? for the journey to Mars. Oh. So just like a huge telephone book magazine. That'd be sick. Yeah, I hope he's up oh for it. God. You should definitely like send, yeah. send him the zine and be like, hey. I sent him a DM <laughs> on Instagram, but he hasn't replied yet. <laughs> but yeah. Well, Elon Musk, if you're listening to this, then you should definitely reply. <laughs> yeah, the BFR, BFR collab. <laughs> um, I think, uh, because Brenna always does the research, and I always go in like without knowing anything about this person. Um, so can you maybe tell a little bit what you see in the magazine, like articles, yeah, uh, 
where is it about? Yeah, I can tell you about what's in the new issue that's gone to print. So the theme is love, which is very broad. And yeah, I think love is very underrated as a topic. Like it's the most obvious thing in the planet, but not many people talk about love. So I thought it's cool to do that. So in that issue, my friend, she's a furniture designer and she's taken design classics and she's analyzed them for the best sex positions. So quite nice, like composite, like um, like quite old pornographic drawings collaged on like chaise longs and like, uh, yeah, like Bauhaus pieces. There's another piece I got maybe 70 people to send over the last text they sent to their partner or lover, which is super funny, just like really boring things like, will you turn the speakers down? I'm trying to sleep. Do we have milk? No. Like it's a great cross section of how mundane love can be. Um, what else have we got? Five photographers have, yeah. I asked them what love is and to answer that in a photograph. Um, what else have we got? Um, a friend wrote a piece about when you don't love a relative. So yeah, quite heavy, but when, you're, when you've got blood, but you really don't click with someone. Another friend, she, what does she do? You should interview her actually. She makes her own vibrators. She's like electronics queen. And she's done like a textbook style illustration of her fantasy vibrators which is super cool, like brain-powered vibrators, Swiss Army-style knife vibrators, but like with like beautiful like illustrations. I'll show you in a bit. What else have we got? I got my dad to write a poem. Um, a friend wrote a piece. So another friend of mine, she loves food. So she wrote a food all, article all about, what's it called? Amorous gastronomy. So like foods that like get you a bit sensual and in the mood. And then she like wrote a recipe for like a perfect brunch. Um, yeah, there are a few more pieces, but I can't remember. How do you uh, pay for all this? Yeah, that's a good question. So I fund it myself. And then like the model I have is that give 70% away and then sell 30%. But yeah, like it's not too expensive. It's maybe, I don't know, like 200 euros for 200 issues or so so yeah I think for the price of self-promotion it's yeah it's not bad for a side project yeah but I prefer it that way to me it's really important to to make something that I can give away I think yeah that's the nicest thing it's like today when I was with you guys earlier and when you give people a bit of print like people aren't expecting it and yeah I think that's enough for me Sweet. well thank you no thanks for having <laughs> me I want to hear about your side projects <laughs> Well, this is our side project. Really? I've been seeing this beautiful life on your side. Thanks, Barbara, for having us. I really enjoyed our conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed listening. If you like what we do, support the Sidecast on Patreon. That is patreon.com slash the Sidecast. Okay, see you next Tuesday. <laughs>